Hello and welcome to today's Lunchtime Leadership Learning. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done one of these, so I'm hoping that this is going to be successful. You're going to get uh, information from this which is useful to you and you know you can start working on it straight away. So first of all, I've already said welcome. Welcome again. Um, my name is Craig Sparrow uh, and I work in organizational reliability for DECRA as you can see there. And for those of you who are outside of Europe, uh, Decker is probably the biggest company that you've never heard of. We've got somewhere in the region of 45,000 employees spanning 56 locations around the world. Um, primarily in Europe, we're very, very dominant there. Uh, but what that does mean is we've got a huge amount of expertise in a wide variety of fields. Organizational reliability is one element of that, uh, process safety, technical governance, and, and you know, just a whole abundance of it. So the aim today is for you to take away some easy, simple methodologies based on the subject, as you can see, is, you know, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? So one thing today is this is based on real life. You know, this is practical, real solutions. It's not academic. I don't come from an academic background and this is what we, we aim to give you is, you know, what we've seen. My history itself spans a very varied uh, career. I have spent 16 years at sea. Uh, I've been a captain. I've since come ashore and had another 16 years of career uh, going from human factors, client relationships, business development, safety management, fleet management, a wide variety. And, and a lot of it, especially through my career at sea and, and when I went into safety management, uh, very much in the practical world of keeping people safe, keeping industry safe, and, and watching this through human factors and using organizational liability, which is very much something that's going to apply today. But this is a lunchtime learning. This is a very short, sharp view on it, and we don't want to make this brain surgery. And our goal is to make you think and make some easy applications to some of the observations that we talk about. So first and foremost, before we go into it, you know, the subject is, you know, are you a thermometer or are you a thermostat? And I just want to explain exactly what that what that means. It's not a, a new analogy. It's not a new methodology. It's a new way of, of applying, um, you know, this sort of leadership. But for those of you that aren't, you know, I'll, I'll explain it. So essentially, we're looking at two different types of people. Uh, one's the thermostat and, and one's the, the thermometer. The thermometer does exactly what a thermometer does. You know, you, you use a thermometer to, to read temperature and it tells you exactly what that temperature is. It doesn't do anything else. It dictates what that temperature is and it remains at that unless that changes. The thermostat changes temperature. So if you're at home and you're too cold, you turn your thermostat up, the temperature rises. You turn the thermostat down, the temperature drops. So you can start to see the difference in the two people. To try and make it as visual or understanding even more, if you could imagine yourself going to visit a, a talk or a presentation or a company town hall or, or something equivalent to that, and you walk into the room and there's anything from 10, 20, 50, 100 people in that room, you're a little bit late, which is often the case for someone like myself, and you open the door and all of a sudden, all those seats where people are sitting and are taking part in the same town hall that you're going to, are facing you. They're right at the door. So you open up and you're hit with everyone looking at you. 
it's daunting. It's it's really quite off-putting. Straight away, you think, well, you know, one, you've been caught, you've been busted for being late. Two, you're looking awkward. Three, you're not feeling your best. You're feeling uncomfortable. And you go and find your way to your seat. Where this applies is the person who set up that room is very much the thermometer. Because what they've done is they've gone in when they've had the brief to set the room up for this presentation. And they've looked and seen that the power outlets are near the door. Fine. So the audio visual equipment will all be by the door. So the chairs then face that way. So when people walk in, they're seen. If that person setting it up had thermostat capabilities, they would look and see the power side and say, okay, it's at the door. Wow. That means that everyone walks in is going to be seen straight away. So let's just run another power lead to the back of the room and set things up that way so the chairs can be turned around. And when people walk in, they're coming to the back of the room and they can join in if they do happen to come late. So that's the key difference. That thermostat looks, thinks ahead, plans ahead, makes a better situation versus the thermometer who just takes it as is. So where do we go from there? We need to consider our climate. Before we establish, you know, what that temperature of the room is, we've got to understand what that climate is. So one of the things, you know, we, we talk about climate and environment a lot, and there's a multitude of meanings. You know, we hear it in the news all the time. It's a very big topic, environment of, you know, the world we live in. But what we're talking about today is the environment that you work in, or even the environment in your home, the environment that you create around you. And that's that's the climate that we need to understand is where we are. Engaged leadership is needed more than ever to keep productive, happy, motivated teams who feel valued and continue to drive business, but more importantly, feel like they're part of a team and seen valued. So this is what's needed in order to consider your climate and see where your teams and where your people and your peers and yourself are before you can move on. So when we establish the climate, one of the things that we might see is that the climate's on a cool side. So what, what, what do we mean by that? So if it's on the cool side, then what we could say is it's, you know, people are stuck in a rut. You know, there's, there's an expression which we've all heard, I've certainly said it, another day, another dollar. That's not a situation where you want to have an environment for yourself or for your team or for people you work with. So how do you move on from that? How do you get out of this? Ah, it's another day, it's another dollar, and you know, very much stuck in what they do. Well, one way is to raise expectations, stretch the targets, up the goals, up the ante. I know this might sound odd, but let's digress. Every team, every individual, every business or project has untapped potential. And it's our jobs as team leads, managers, leaders, or even just peers to open up that tap and show confidence that we can all reach higher targets. And we do this simply just by encouraging others to stretch beyond their comfort zone. This, this kind of confidence, trust me, is catching. And when an individual feels trusted to achieve, the likelihood of success increases, creating such a positive cycle that the experience of succeeding builds confidence, which in turn leads to more success. This will knock the chill off any team member and, and start to make them feel empowered, competent, and they instinctively reinvest that positive energy into support for their own colleagues. And they start motivating others and for the other teams. 
And this trust then just keeps growing and growing and the whole productivity increases. So on the flip side, if we look at a situation where things need to be cooled down rather than, than brought up, what do we mean by that? You know, we, we, we could say that uh, when there's constant strain, the results start to become reckless behavior. And this is putting pressure on people. And, and that, that level of strain and pressure can be too much and it can have very hard effects. And without naming names, you know, I'm very much aware of an organization where they put targets on their individuals on a daily basis. Five o'clock in the morning, an email comes out and it goes to the individuals and they're told what they failed on, what they did well on, and what their targets are for that day. Can you imagine what that must be like waking up in the morning, seeing that message to say, you didn't do great history, you're way below your target, your target today is higher, you need to do more. That's tough. That that really creates an environment where the strain is incredibly high and, and, and the result is you end up with reckless behavior, finger pointing and, and eventually burnout. You may find yourself in this environment and that, that constant strain can be extremely dangerous, especially in high risk industries. And what I mean specifically in high risk industries isn't just industries where the risks are high for the business but more for personal safety, for your own safety. When, when life is at threat, those are the industries that we really need to concentrate, that, that safety might be at risk. Complacency, corner cutting, turning a blind eye are just some of the outcomes that will happen in order for people to maintain a target. So again, what, what can we do? How can we, we stop this? One solution, there are many out there, but one solution is to have a very honest two-way communication Let's eradicate blame culture and, and let that conversation be super honest between all. Have sincere questioning. And what, what do we mean by that sincere questioning? You know, ask questions where you let people trust their instincts to say the right answers and believe that you know, there is no blame culture. So they can, they can answer in a way that, why do they do this? It's because they feel the strain. Ultimately, these questions will lead down to them feeling bad about the fact that potential hurt can happen. And let's, let's not forget the power of questioning. Asking questions is a great thing. I would encourage that at all times, you know, from whatever level, whether people are asking you questions or you're asking them. Questions are there ultimately to learn. They're not there to assess or test. And that's what we want to start promoting is that ability to have the very honest conversations, the very open questions, the ability to trust and answer. And also, let's not forget about the power of self-reflection. Ask the same questions of yourself and take a long, hard look in the mirror. You know, are some of these reasons for these incidents happening because of my actions? And if they are, own it and communicate it. Speak to your team, speak to your peers and, and be honest about that. That level of honesty will just encourage more trust, more communication and more teamwork looking out for each other and doing the right thing. So let's lighten the mood a little bit now. And I'm just going to show you a, a short clip, around 50 seconds, of something that happened very recently. And you've probably all seen it. It's been very much part of the news. But it's a way of when we're talking about the climate of, say, a meeting room, a room. This, this clip is going to show a very big room. And it's very obvious, even by watching it on the screen, that the climate in there, the mood, is very low. 
it's it's not in a good place. You literally could cut the atmosphere with an axe. Yet one individual managed to feel that atmosphere and turn it very, very quickly. And even through watching through a video clip, you can see that turn happen. So without telling you too much more, we'll talk again after. I'll just put this clip on now. Ugh, I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume. Did I miss anything? <laughs> there's like, there's like a different vibe in here. Uh, probably not. Well, anyway. I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume. Okay. It's powerful. You know, forget the actual subject itself. But the ability that Amy Schumer had in turning that mood around is quite incredible. And that's, that's humor. Never underestimate the power of humor. You can always use that in any environment that you're in as well. And, and let's not forget about that. It can also be very tricky. You know, you, you need to be very careful in what you say and what you do. But it just shows that the ability to change the atmosphere can be done very, very quickly. So we've talked about raising the temperature up, dropping the temperature down, but where do we need to be on a sort of day-to-day, week-by-week, month-by-month basis? Um, we need to get towards you know, that ideal goal. So before we raise up and drop too low, the other thing we must be super careful of is the comfort zone and maintaining an ideal temperature. It takes ongoing awareness and attention and communication to, to the fine detail of fine-tuning. So with this comfort zone, it's just as damaging as it is for the hot and cold. And if we have persistent colder heat and dramatic swings, it creates a huge amount of instability and leaves people in such a state of uncertainty. But what we can't do is allow for the climate to become overly comfortable. This is also counterproductive. And it leads us straight back to that phrase that I said at the beginning of another day, another dollar. That's one thing that we don't want to do. So how do we stop this from happening? Well, we need to do a mix of what we did before, of raising the temperature up and dropping the temperature down again. But the main key to the success is trust and communication. Trust your teams, encourage them, stretch them, praise them, and let them grow, especially if that means that they can overtake you. That's the secret to a great leader, letting others grow to outshine you. The success of any manager at whatever level it may be is directly related to the success of the team and not the individual. So what we need ideally is this optimal climate for optimal performance. And, and that's what one of the things that we do here at Tecra. And motivation, creativity, and progress are all features of that optimal performance zone. But we must all realize that the temperature is gonna fluctuate and it's influenced by a myriad of external and internal factors. The goal is not to fixate on that steady temperature, not to fixate on that steady state of comfort, but to maintain an optimal range from the upper reaches of the comfort zone and stretching towards, but not reaching feelings of strain. And this is where strong leaders are like sports coaches. They know exactly where to step in to fire it up or to get the team to rein it back in again.
we specialize in this. And whilst we've talked about, and I did say at the beginning that this is not academic and I don't have that academic background, um, the life that we've learned through this is that sometimes we need to have that expertise to come in. And just as we'd have an expert to come in to calibrate a piece of equipment or you know, your car or whatever that might be, our thermostats and our thermometers also need to have that calibration. So calibrating the collective thermostat from leadership down through the ranks and through the teams takes an objective external instrument. And that's that's what we do here in Decorate. So that's where the academia comes in. The, the teams that all sit sort of behind me, supporting me along with what I do, they have that expertise. So this is just a snapshot of some of the academia that we do use and we can use. And you can see them there on the screen. And when you do need to find an expert to find your room temperature and establish your climate, the tools here are just some of those and a small example to show what the expertise is that we have that can help you find that solution for your organization. So that brings us to a close for what I wanted to talk about. And, and I hope that you managed to understand the initial concepts of the thermostat and the thermometer, who they are, what they are, and how you can apply that yourself. I did say at the beginning that I aim to give you something to take away, and I hope that some of those ways of raising the temperature up cooling the temperature down and, and trying to find that optimal zone help. And you've managed to take something from this and get your takeaway. As well as that for you, we will be sending out an email after this and, and ask for your feedback. And we genuinely would really appreciate some feedback on this. And this isn't just about um, improvement for myself or, or how we do this, but this is also to find out if there's other things that you would like to learn or what you could do. Um, we, we'd love to get involved in doing that very much so. So please do give feedback, be honest, be brutal, be kind, whatever it might be. All feedback is welcomed and we, we would really, really appreciate that. So finally, this is me. That's who I am. My contact details are there. I genuinely would love to hear from you and would love even more if you want to be able to partner with us so that we can help you create your optimal climate for future performance. So that just leaves me to say thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you tuning in, listening in, and I genuinely hope that there was something of any interest to you, uh, some things that you can do, ways that you can improve. And if there's any questions, any comments, or you want some advice on, please don't hesitate to get in touch. I, my colleagues, would be more than happy to help. Thanks very much and have the great rest of the day.